Dopamine by Mark Wavy. I feel like that was actually kind of the perfect song for this particular episode. Um, I actually didn't think about that when I was creating the playlist for this episode, but it's kind of the perfect kickstart. We'll, we'll talk about why here in a moment. But this episode is all about sleep, uh, getting plentiful sleep, getting all the sleep that you need. Uh, but just before we get into that, I do want to talk about the new format for the Happy Astronaut Show. The Happy Astronaut Show uh, is a way for me to sort of just riff on a whole bunch of different topics. But at the same time, I got this really sweet setup uh, thanks to Colin, the app that we're using here. And what I realized is I could actually overlay music on top of my podcast. So I was like, well, let's make this like a radio show. Why not? Um, I love music. I think people love music. And I haven't seen this done in a podcast. I'm sure people do it. Uh, there's probably copyright things against me doing it. I'm just playing songs from Spotify. But I was like, man, we, we used to love the radio. And we love podcasts. But why can't there be a podcast that's kind of like the radio? So here we go. Um, we're going to try it. We're going to see how you guys like it. Um, what I'm doing as far as the music is concerned is I'm just going to try to choose like a new theme every single week. I mean, so we're going to fall mostly back into what I typically like, which is something like what you just heard, which was Dopamine by Mark Wavy, you know, lots of bass, minor key, um, you know, very smooth lyrics. Uh, that's going to be the theme for this episode, but we'll throw in some country there, we'll throw in some other stuff, maybe some rock, maybe some rap, um, and we'll just kind of play around with it. We'll see if you guys like it. And what I'm going to do is in the middle of this episode, I'm going to take a little break, drink some water, and play another song for you guys. So... Uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about sleep a little bit. Now, what I'm about to say, some of it is based on just personal experience. Some of it is actually based on real science. Uh, I'm trying to think of his name. I think it's Anthony Huberman. Uh, this guy, he has a podcast called Huberman Lab. He's a uh, neuro, uh, neuroscientist and a podcast on sleep and some of the things you need to get more sleep. So a lot of this is based on the things that he talked about, like when I talk about blue light and the stimulating effects, um, that's backed by science. Uh, but we're also going to talk about some of the habits you can build to get a great night's sleep every single night. And 
plentiful and regular sleep is actually essential to the stress equation. Once you have more sleep, you'll be able to be more in control of your thoughts, your emotions, and your physical abilities. Uh, it should probably be the first set of systems if you want to implement a life that has you know, very little stress. If you can get your sleep in order, the, the really the sky's the limit. Uh, but if you feel like the world is against you um, and you think you just it's going to be impossible for you to get eight hours of sleep, um, I promise you, you can. Um, I have definitely had some pretty crazy work schedules. And um, even with those really tight windows for sleep, it's definitely possible to get enough. So let's quickly talk about uh, my sleep schedule when I was a personal trainer. Uh, now I work from home. So my, I have a much larger window for sleep and it's a much more, it's just much more up to me. But back when I was a personal trainer, I had clients. I had to be there at the gym um, in order to train them, obviously. Uh, and when I was working, I'd be at the gym, you know, five to six days a week. Uh, and four or five of those days would be between 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. Right? I have a 6 a.m. client and then I usually have a 6 p.m. client. And at the time, the gym was a 30-minute drive. Um it was a 30-minute drive to work from where I lived. So fortunately, when you're driving at 6 a.m., there's no traffic. And at 7 p.m., there's no traffic. So I actually didn't mind it because you got away from the traffic, even though I was just at the gym all, all day. In order to achieve this, right, to be at the gym at 6 a.m. for my first client, uh, I had to leave my house at 5.20. So if I wanted to have a little bit of like a 10-minute window um, so that my, I wasn't late on my client, I had to leave by 5.20. And... I would get home at about 7.30. Sometimes it was a little later, like, but that needs that meant I need to wake up at 4.20 in the morning to be able to get a, a full breakfast in, shower, and then get out the door. When I got home, because uh, it's 7.30, I had 50 minutes to eat and be asleep by 8.20 because um, I had to sleep between 8.20 and 4.20. So uh, it's a tight window, right? It's you know, uh, an hour in the morning, but you're also getting up at 4.20. And then it's 50 minutes at night, uh, which is pretty tough, but I didn't fail to do it. I always got eight hours of sleep. I don't consume caffeine uh, really at all. I don't want to sit here and be like, I'm the world's hardest worker and you should pity me. There's people with way harder lives who work way harder than I do, who have kids, and they also work 50, 60 hours a week. Um, but all I'm saying here is even if you have a tight window for sleep, you can still get more than you think. Um, a good night's sleep is the foundation on which everything is built. It will make you more positive, energetic, less anxious. Uh, it will provide you better judgments to make decisions. It will be more. It will make you more efficient and effective. In order to get more sleep, you must understand these things, and then you must make sleep an unwavering priority. If you think you're losing time by getting more sleep, the inverse is true. You're you're losing time by being less wakeful in the day. If you have work emails that need to get sent, good. You'll do it tomorrow. Uh, your significant other wants to watch a movie at night uh, when you have to work early in the next day. Sorry, no, not going to happen. You need to wind down before bed. Do the winding down quicker. Uh, I used to struggle with sleep really bad. When I was in high school, I wouldn't get to bed until like 12 in the morning, uh, and I wouldn't be able to fall asleep until like 2 to 3 in the morning. I'd fall asleep in class. I can actually just – I'm just thinking of this story now. I was in history class once, and I was falling asleep, and – I don't know if you've ever fallen asleep in class before, but you're sort of sitting back in the, the uncomfortable plastic chairs and your head is sort of going back and it's sort of your neck's all tight and your head's sort of falling back. And every time it falls back, you like sort of wake up a little bit and then it falls back and you wake up. Well, that's what was happening to me, like just back and forth. 
And I noticed every time I'd wake up and sort of, you know, be there for a moment, there'd be more and more people staring at me. But I was so tired, it just didn't matter. So I kept falling asleep. And we were doing group reading. So we had to, like, go around the room and everybody had to read, like, a chapter of a book or whatever it was. Um, so finally, the teacher calls on me. He's like, hey, uh, you know, you there. You got to read this <laughs> paragraph. And I was just slurring every single word. I was I could hardly look at the page. It was a mess. And, you know, you're in high school. and I'm not saying high school is the most important thing in the world, but it's good to get good grades. And that was definitely a moment where I was I was struggling. So um, I'm sure there's plenty of kids out there. I know there's plenty of kids out there that are in that same position. Um, I watched them. You know, there was definitely a group of us that fall, fell asleep, you know, at third period every single day. Um, so I definitely wasn't alone. But it's not like it was necessary. I could have definitely fallen asleep and gotten my eight hours. I just didn't prioritize it. So what did I do to fix that? I made sleep a priority. I built systems to make it so easy to get my eight hours that I didn't have to think about it. Um, so how can getting eight hours of sleep be easy when you have a job, kids, school, assignments, friends, and a significant other that all need your attention? Well, here we go. The first thing you need to do is build a bedtime routine. When it comes to getting enough sleep, how you get to sleep is essential. Your brain needs to be cooled off from the day. All the thoughts of the day need to be quieted down. You can't get to sleep if your mind is still thinking about the girl you were just texting, your work presentation the next day, or the assignment that still needs polishing before you turn it in. This concept of winding down should be addressed with efficient and effective systems. Your wind down should not last two hours. You should be able to calm your mind in 30 minutes or less. You should be able to put your head down on your pillow and within five minutes be asleep. One thing that has been proven um, is that blue light from your phone, your computer, your tablet, and your television keep you awake. All media you consume on these devices is, is a stimulant. Uh, it could be an intense TV show, an attractive person, or some exciting news story. If you're spending time with these activities before you go to bed, you're limiting your chances of sleeping well. Because to be quite honest, you're just limiting your ability to fall asleep. The simple correction, 30 minutes before you go to bed, turn off the TV, put your phone on its charger, and grab a book. I know it sounds trite, but if you don't read before bed and you haven't developed that habit, it is a lifesaver. Reading a book is one of the best ways to calm your mind before you go to sleep. Even if uh, even intense books late at night can still be calming. Uh, they don't involve blue light, even if you use an e-reader. Uh, however, you don't really want to read in bed and discuss, you know, sort of associating your bed with the right things. But staring at a screen isn't the only thing that'll stimulate you. Being around bright LED lights will have a familiar neurological, or sorry, not familiar. Uh, being around bright LED lights will have a similar neurological effect. That means light should be turned off within the same time frame. This is something people don't get. Um, lights in your house carry the same blue light that lights from your phone do. Uh, especially now with all the LED bulbs, it's the same thing. Um, so you want to give your brain enough time to settle. So light some candles. Like candles smell good. Um, they look nice. They're fancy. They're not that expensive. And they do provide some light. So if you want to read uh, a book and you don't have an e-reader, light a candle so you don't you know, stub your toe all around the house and you actually can see the words. Uh, if you hate candle, which, candles, which I don't know why you would, you can choose soft incandescent bulbs, so not LED bulbs, and then put them in select lamps that are used late at night. Uh, but before you get comfortable in your favorite recliner with your book, some other things need to happen first. 
And those things we're going to ha- talk about right after this song. The next song that we have coming up is Just Gonna Exist by Mind Shatter. This is a great song. Uh, really cool cover art as well. Uh, enjoy. types of songs are always my favorite the ones with these like really cool beats lots of bass minor key smooth lyrics very repetitive uh love music like this that was just gonna exist by mind chatter i hope you enjoyed that one let's switch it up every single week sort of go from genre to genre thing to thing maybe i'll even just use this as an opportunity to explore music more but like we were talking about you know before you get into your you know into your reading mode there are definitely some other things that you need to do before you get into bed. Um, not many of us can just get into bed without going to the bathroom, brushing our teeth, washing our face, etc. Unfortunately, going to the bathroom requires some of the brightest lights in the whole house. What you want to do is schedule your teeth brushing and face washing session uh, before all the lights go out and you begin reading. That way you can go straight from reading your book to going to bed. So go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, which is definitely common. You can stop doing that by just stop drinking like two hours before you go to bed. Um, but if you do go to the bathroom in the middle of the night pretty frequently, uh, don't turn on the lights. Like bring a candle with you or just rely on your eyes and just sort of feel your way around. Um, it's just going to destroy your ability to go back to sleep. Now, here's the deal. You can bring your book to bed. However, the more you associate your bed with sleep and sleep alone, the faster you'll build the habit of falling asleep quickly in it. So try to keep the nightly reading to the living room, walk your candle into your bedroom, and you should be storing in no time. Now, I, um, But implementing a stretching routine before you go to sleep is also important. So the slow movements uh, will be very calming. 
And if you're reading an intense book, this uh, is a good moment to get away from that as well. Getting to bed so you fall asleep quickly is not complex. It just takes some intentionality. You're going to use the time you get home from work or school to do these things anyway, right? You're going to wash your face. You're going to brush your teeth. You're going to go to the bathroom. You're going to eat a meal. Um, you're going to watch some TV. Just do them in the right order. But there's another piece of the sleep routine, and that is waking. Your waking routine will dictate your sleep routine. It is essential that both are synchronized. If they are not, you'll give up on one because you believe it has no benefit, not realizing that you haven't solved the other half of the equation yet. And this is counterintuitive. Like, why does my waking routine matter to my sleep? And we're going to talk about that here. Um, so building a waking routine. Your bed is a place for sleep and sleep alone. When you wake up in the morning, your first priority is to get out of your bed entirely, turn off your alarm, and make your bed. If you usually hit the snooze or grab your phone and scroll on social media or your email in the morning, uh, breaking that habit can definitely be painful. I know because I've done it. I used to lay in bed, be on my phone, and then finally get up and have to rush to get ready for work. It created a ton of stress for me. I didn't have enough time to eat a full breakfast. Some days I didn't even have enough time to take a shower. Uh, my hair was a mess. It was absolute chaos. I don't want to understate how big of a problem this was for me because I don't want to understate how big of a problem it might be for you. Uh, I used to lay in bed every single morning for 30 to 45 minutes scrolling on my phone. And I, I literally would jump out of bed once I just didn't have any time and just run around and rush. And then I'd hate myself in the car ride to work. Breaking that habit was tough. It took years. Um, but really, it didn't have to take years. I just didn't prioritize it enough. Um, but what it did was it created an unhealthy relationship with my bed. I didn't just see it as a place to sleep. I saw it as a place to relax. I saw it as a place to lie down and stay awakened. So the next time I went to bed, even though you know the last time I was in the bed was in the morning, um, even though now I'm going to bed at night, it seemed completely reasonable for me to not go to sleep but just lie there. What we want to do to improve our ability to fall asleep is to use our bed as a trigger. If your bed is only for sleep, then you'll fall asleep faster once you get in it. If you don't believe me, try this little experiment. Ring a bell before every time you feed your dog for a few weeks and then ring it without feeding them. Guess what will happen? They will start salivating, expecting their next meal to come. This, if your dogs can get triggered to salivate by ringing a bell, then you can definitely be triggered to sleep by properly utilizing your bed. It doesn't seem so ridiculous when you frame it that way. But it's, So how do you do it? It's, it's simple. You want to put your phone on your charger across the room. Um, so if you have to get up like to use it as an alarm, you have no choice but to get out of bed to get it. Then you make your bed, and now you're up. You can't get back on the bed because you just made it. You're ready for the day, and you did your first productive thing. At the end of the day, if you did nothing else, at least you can say you made your bed. Uh, but let's talk about the whole alarm thing. Buy an alarm. Buy like a physical alarm that beeps uh, with a digital clock. Or, but yeah, get a digital or get a digital clock and use that as your alarm. Do not use your phone because the first thing you're doing is opening your phone uh, from waking up. So the next thing you're going to do is slide it open and start scrolling around a little bit. But one of the things uh, we stress about is our appearance. My hair is a mess. My skin is really dry. I probably have something in my teeth. Uh, sheesh! I must smell bad. A lot of these fears can be lifted by developing a morning routine. That includes a good grooming routine. If you shower, shave, take care of your skin, brush your teeth, etc. before the day begins, 
You don't have to stress about not looking presentable all the time. And to be quite honest, these things are going to wake you up, right? Going into the bathroom, turning on the lights, brushing your teeth, throwing some cold water on your face, washing your face. Those things definitely wake me up um, most of the time. So let's recap a little bit. We've talked about a lot of things here, and I want to sort of go over them. That way you can have you know, just some bullet points to take away. Um, but when it comes to getting a full night's sleep, you need to do two things. You need to prioritize your sleep as an unwavering necessity, and then you need to build habits to optimize your sleep and wake routines to get all the sleep you need. Complete your nightly grooming before you start relaxing. Turn off the bright LEDs and light some candles. Put your phone away, turn off the TV, and grab a book. Go to bed at the exact time you need to. The book stays in the living room. I think you should. Put your phone or alarm, preferably an alarm, across the room so you don't have to get out of bed to get it, or so you have to get out of bed to get it, rather. Make your bed immediately, and then get yourself clean and dressed for the day. It's a short list of habits. Each of these habits might take months to acquire individually. Fortunately, the life waiting for you on the other side is completely worthwhile. And that is it. That is my episode on sleep. That is everything I know about how to get a good night's sleep. Uh, And I do all these things. I've been doing them for years. And my life is just better. I'm happier. Uh, People like me more because I'm nicer to them. I don't snap at people. I have a very long fuse, fortunately. Um, But when I was in high school and I wasn't getting a lot of sleep, I had a very short fuse. So even if you just want to be a better person, get more sleep. If you want to be better at your job, get more sleep. If you want to be better at the sports you do or in the gym, get more sleep. If you want to you know, impress more people when you go out on dates, get more sleep. It, it's all ties back to sleep one way or another. The less sleep you get, the more caffeine you drink, the more anxious you are, the more you slur your words, the more you lash out at people, the worse your athletic performance is, the worse your job performance is. It is that important. I, I, I don't know how else to say it. Um, prioritize this above else, all else, and uh, you'll live a good life. Uh, and to finish off the episode, we have one more song. This is a great song. I have put this song on repeat all the time, and I'm excited just to sit here after this episode and listen to it. It is Shy Dancer by Gal Matthias. Uh, You guys have a great rest of your night. I hope that uh, Daylight Savings didn't knock you out too bad, and use it as an opportunity. If you're tired, go to sleep tonight. Cheers, everyone. Slow down and make me chase it. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. Obsessed when I 
Why'd you do that dance for me? Love it, love it, love it. How you show that sun smile every time you feel shy? I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Do I look obsessed when I... Why'd you do that dance for me? Love it, love it, love it. You know how to pace it, slow down and make it chase it. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. 